0: right now what seems to be your trouble i feel depressed i know i should be happy but i'm not well as they say on tv the mere fact that you realize you need help indicates that you are not too far gone i think we better pinpoint your fears if we can find out what you're afraid of we can label it actually lucy my trouble is christmas i just don't understand it instead of feeling happy i feel sort of let down you need involvement you need to get involved in some real Christmas project. Incidentally, I know how you feel about all this Christmas business, getting depressed and all that. It happens to me every year. I never get what I really want. I always get a lot of stupid toys or a bicycle or clothes or something like that. What is it you want? Real estate.
1: This is Ed Hoffman, and welcome to the main event. Yes, it's only three more weeks till Christmas, folks. Remember, the the gift of choice this year, as it has been every year that I've been alive, is real estate. Way more fun, way more fun than everything your kids are really tell you they want. They really want real estate, and uh, what a great time to get it. So uh, anyway, anyway, we've got a whole bunch to talk about on this on this week's show of what's happening. I think the gift that we all got that some of you don't even realize yet is Donald Trump. And we're going to talk about talk about how, how that's going to affect everybody's life. And we're going to talk about all kinds of fun stuff today. But first, let me introduce myself. My name is Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender, located right here in the Inland Empire with offices all over Southern California. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate and you need financing, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855 2020 640 2020 day or night, toll-free, area code 855-640-2020. If you want to get in touch with me, you don't want to talk on the phone because you don't want your boss to know that you're stealing time from him, shh, wait till your lunch break. Go go to wccloans.com. Have all kinds of mortgage information in there. You get my contact information. Click on uh, the contact uh, information button, whatever it is, and uh, let me know how much information you need and how and what kind of information you'd want Want back. And, uh, give me as much information as you want to give me and let me know how much information you want back. And you'll hear back from either myself or one of my teammates and we'll, uh, we'll get you taken care of right there. If there's any part of the show you want repeated, go to edhoffman.net, click on the podcast page and you can, uh, hear the, uh, Hear the, uh, the podcast, uh, replay it, or you can get me on SoundCloud or iTunes and uh, subscribe for, for free and have it download to your uh, iPod, your iPad, your phone, your computer, your whatever device you listen to podcasts on. If you want to be sure to connect with the show on social media, follow me on Twitter, at Ed Hoffman, where I tweet about current events all week long and like the show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the main event at Hoffman. So uh, let's uh, let's talk because I got a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff to get, to get in today. So let's talk about what's going on this week. I'll leave the best stuff for last because the best stuff is really, really good. So let's just talk about what's going on just so you're aware because I assume that you guys don't have time to uh, listen and keep in touch with everything because you've got jobs and of course you got to watch... Uh, is this basketball season, football season, football, football season. Okay. You got to watch the Rams or the, uh, whoever else is playing out there the 49ers and watch that Kaepernick guy make an idiot out of himself. But let's, uh, let's get on to, uh, what's going on in this country that matters because it's not football or baseball or something where the guys on TV are making money and we're not. Okay. So uh Cuban dictator, Fidel Castro died on Sunday at age 90. In power for more than 50 years, Castro transformed Cuba into the first communist state in the Western Hemisphere and dissolved any traces of capitalism there. His anti-American rhetoric and close alliances with the Soviet Union created a distrust that led our country to breaking off diplomatic and economic ties with Cuba by 1961, which was a great year, the year I was born. Uh, As many of you know, our media developed a a romanticized version of Castro over the years, and that was reflected in their eulogies this week.
2: He dramatically improved health care and literacy.
3: Many saw positives, education and health for all, racial integration.
4: You see the medicine system they are very proud of. You see athletes, and think of how many Cuban athletes have enriched the sports in this country. Even Castro's critics praise his advances in health care and in education. And he was the original revolutionary. He was the man the people called the great well, revolutionary. Castro was considered, even to this, to this day, the George Washington of his country.
1: Yeah, that, he was just great. He was he was tremendous guy, Was did everything for everybody, and everybody in Cuba is happy except for all the ones that came over here and the ones that can't get out of there. But uh, here's what they're not talking about. Fidel Castro jailed and tortured political prisoners at a higher rate than uh, Joseph Stalin in uh, the Soviet Union. He murdered more Cubans in the first three years in power than Hitler murdered Germans. Through mass executions, mass jailings, mass larceny and exile, Castro shattered virtually every family on the island of Cuba. Some opponents of Castro are the longest suffering political prisoners in, in modern history, forced into labor camps and torture chambers for decades. Fidel Castro and Che Guevara, which you see some idiot kids wearing pictures of Che Guevara on their, uh, on their shirts, not really knowing who this guy is. Man, this guy was just a, a nonconformist. We like him. But, uh, you know, they beat ISIS to the game by over half a century because as early as January 1959, they were filming their murders for media shock value. So far, Castro has come the closest to anyone in history to uh, intentionally start a worldwide nuclear war. Some of you may remember uh, something called the Cuban Missile Crisis from your uh, American history classes or from from uh, actually experiencing it. I was a little kid, so <clears throat> I don't really remember it, but I remember studying it in... Uh, in uh, history and social studies and all that stuff when I was a kid. Uh, Castro helped train and fund terror groups in the United States, Puerto Rico, Colombia, Europe, and the Middle East. And while our media can talk about how great the literacy rate is in Cuba, it is also the highest suicide rate in the Western Hemisphere, thanks to Fidel Castro. On top of that, also say that he uh, he's granted asylum to, among others, a lady named uh, Joanne Chesinard. See if I can uh, read my own writing. Chestnard, who uh, killed a cop in New Jersey in 1973, and she uh, went off to Cuba, and uh, she's still there. She's probably about 70 years old now, but uh, she's uh, apparently got to uh, murder somebody and then get away with it and live her life in in however you live in, in Cuba. Meanwhile, the man who is still our president for the next seven weeks, and are we counting down? You know, if you're listening to this and you're driving, just honk. Right now, if you have an have a Obama countdown clock on your desk at home, uh, I know I do. You know, it's counting down the days, minutes, and seconds. We know that this moment, this is what uh, what, our, uh, what our illustrious Barack Hussein Obama said. We know that this moment fills Cubans with powerful emotions, recalling the countless ways in which Fidel Castro altered the course of individual lives, families, and of Cuban the nation. History will record and judge enormous impact, of the singular figure on the people around the world. Uh, what did what did he really say? Uh, nothing. Uh, he also offered condolences to Fidel Castro's family. I'm really surprised he didn't go out there. We're going to do a full investigation, and we're going to use uh, the, the whole power of the federal government to, to find out what caused it and to ensure that this never happens again. Oh, but this was a death. This wasn't an event. Okay, so... Uh, but just, you know, you listen to Obama. Everything comes out of Obama's uh, mouth. We've heard before... Because he says it to everybody. Compare that to the viewpo- to uh, Trump's viewpoint on Castro as relayed by Kellyanne Conway.
0: He is not going to be one of these people romanticizing Fidel Castro as a hero. He knows he was a dictator who oppressed and imprisoned and harmed and murdered people, separated families, and really has uh, many decades of blood on his hands.
1: And uh, let's, now let's talk, about, uh, let's talk about funerals. Obama will send higher-ranking representatives to Fidel Castro's funeral than he sent to Margaret Thatcher's funeral. You know, margaret thatcher the iron lady who is actually one of our allies and uh you know in the in the cold war and her and reagan were buds and she was a she was a tough strong leader if you haven't seen the iron lady the movie if you don't know history about who margaret thatcher was uh you know at least invest 2 hours and watch that movie it's it's really great um but when she just passed away this past year uh they sent uh so th- so who they're going to send to to uh, to Castro's funeral is Deputy National Security Advisor Ben Rhodes, and uh, who is uh who that position is now going to be taken by KT Farland uh, in the Trump administration, and Jeff D'Aluentez, who's our top diplomat in Cuba, they'll lead the delegation to Castro's service. When Margaret Thatcher died, he sent two very elderly ex-secretaries of state, George Shultz, who was the secretary of state under Reagan, and James A. Baker, uh, who was secretary of state under George H.W. Bush. George Bush, the senior. When former Israel, Israeli Prime Minister Ariel Sharon died in 2014, Obama sent Joe Biden. You know what? You'd think. You'd think for someone like uh, Ariel Sharon or, uh, or Margaret Thatcher... Uh, the actual president would go He did show up for uh, The South African president Nelson Mandela He did it, He did show up For Nelson Mandela's funeral in South Africa I wonder if it had to do with uh, Margaret Thatcher And Fidel Castro and Ariel Schroener White and um, Nelson Mandela's Black I don't know There seems to be some kind of a uh, correlation there. Um, and even though it wasn't a funeral, I think it's worth pointing out that when Islamic terrorists killed 17 people in at the Charlie Hebdo offices in France, and countries all over the world sent their leaders to the public memorial rally, the only person Obama sent was U.S. Ambassador to France. Uh, although uh, our former president, George W. Bush, went there on his own accord. And of course, the uh, when they showed pictures of the people in this march, and they had uh, all these all these world leaders marching in, in down the street with these thousands of people behind them. Uh, George W. Bush was in front, but they cut him out of the picture before they put it on the front page of, uh, of the newspapers. Uh, just saying. Anyway, so with Castro dead, everyone is wondering if Trump will follow through on Obama's plan to uh, do business with Cuba. Here's Kellyanne Conway on that.
0: What President-elect Trump says is that he'd be open to that himself, but that we got nothing in return. We're allowing commercial aircraft there. We pretend that we're actually doing business with the Cuban people now, when really we're doing business with the Cuban government and the Cuban military. They still control everything. And see, he doesn't want any of us to be fooled.
1: Yeah, we stopped doing business with Cuba because of how they treated their people and how 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 they act. They haven't changed anything. And Obama decided to say, hey, we're gonna be friends with you because apparently not being friends isn't working out. For who? For them? Why do we care about them? Okay, so he makes this deal where we're gonna we're gonna let people go to Cuba and they're gonna we're gonna let them profit on our people going there. That's great because you know our people need to have have another island in the Caribbean to go to because there's not very many of them except for the like another fifty or sixty little islands that you can go to and uh. That aren't Cuban, so uh, and you'll know you'll also notice that on top of the Cuba agreement, you know that this is this is this is the way Obama does business. This is the art of his deal: one-way agreements. The Iran deal. Hey, we made a deal with Iran. We're gonna give them one and half, a hundred and fifty billion dollars back of their money that we have frozen, so they can uh, invest in... they can put it in uh, terrorism and you know buy planes from another country and all that. And uh, in exchange. Uh we're going to let them intimidate us in the in the Persian Gulf and we're going to let them uh kidnap our people and we're going to let them kidnap our uh kidnap uh kidnap people and we're going to pay them ransom when they do and uh this is a great deal and they're not going to develop nuclear unless they want to uh then the China the G20 summit I think it was last year they made the deal with China that we're going to reduce we're going to put in some big uh, requirements for our factories to reduce emissions and in exchange China's going to do whatever they want until the year 2030 and then at 2030 they won't make any more pollution than they're making by 2030 isn't that a great deal we do stuff and they don't do any stuff that's great he's wonderful so let's talk about the next thing terror attack in o- in Ohio Monday a Somali refugee Monday, a Somali refugee with permanent legal status in the United States stabbed Ohio State University students with a butcher knife and ran others over with his car. Well, actually, he ran, he he ran his Honda Civic, tried to run into a crowd of people, trying to uh, kill people. Um, nobody, nobody actually died except for him. And then when he got out, he took a butcher knife and stabbed, uh, stabbed. I don't know how many he stabbed and how many he just ran over. There was a total of 11 people here that were injured, and uh, here's some facts about the dead attacker. The one of the campus police uh, pulled out his gun and popped him, the popped to popped three caps in him and made him made him uh, go to sleep forever. Uh, so the Ohio here's some uh, some facts about him. Uh, the Ohio State student Abdul Razak Ali Artan. Artan was supposedly only 18 years old, even though he looks about 25. Police say they are looking to confirm his age. Maybe they should have done that two years ago. He left Somalia with his family for Pakistan in 2007, obtained a green card to enter the US in 2014. Who else was radicalized in Pakistan? Uh, I don't know. Tafsheen Malik, remember her? Who helped uh, her husband kill uh, 14 people plus uh, one uh, one unborn child, so really 15, in San Bernardino, one year ago this weekend. Let's not forget. Let's not forget. It's been a year, and these were our neighbors. These were our friends. These people are right here in Southern California, you know, just miles from us. Artan praised well-known Al-Qaeda terrorist Anwar al-Awlaki, on his Facebook page three minutes before this attack, calling him a hero. And yet authorities say they're still not ready to assign a motive. The Facebook post also said, I can't take it anymore, America. Stop interfering with other countries, especially the Muslim Ummah, which means the Muslim nation. We are not weak. We are not weak. Remember that. By Allah, we will not let you sleep unless you give peace to the Muslims. You will not celebrate or enjoy any holiday. By the way, every single Muslim who disapproves. of my actions is a sleeper cell waiting for a signal. I am warning you, oh America. I don't know. Does it sound like terrorism or maybe the guy just had I uh, I don't know. Maybe he was just uh, having a bad day. Maybe he uh, cut himself shaving and he was really mad about it. In a school newspaper interview a few months ago... Now listen to this. Listen to this because this is really important for you... Demi- for you- you're Democrat friends, because I know Democrats don't listen to me. In a school newspaper interview a few months ago, Artan criticized Ohio State University for not having a Muslim prayer room on campus. I want to pray in the open, but I was kind of scared with everything going on in the media, he stated. I'm a Muslim. It's not what the media portrays me to be. Really? It took three months after that for him to show that he is what the, what the media portrays him to be. He's a Muslim. And you know what? Being a Muslim is nothing about peace and religion. It's about a way of life that excludes everybody else. It's not like Christianity or Catholicism or Judaism It's about, or Buddhism or uh, Hinduism. It's not about live and let live and let us worship who we want and you worship who you want and let's live and let live. Muslims are about, hey, you worship our God or we kill you. So the White House's only comment to this remark was Josh Ernest on Monday
3: uh, There is plenty of available evidence to indicate that this individual may have been motivated by uh, extremism And may have been motivated by uh, a desire to carry out an act of terrorism
1: You think? Uh, maybe it was motivated by a, a motivation to c- carry out an act of terrorism uh, I don't know I don't know Hey, you know what? I think, uh, uh, was it Trump and, uh, Michael Flynn, his, uh, new, uh, head of the, uh, national security advisor that, uh, they said he makes it okay to not like Muslims, to be afraid of Muslims. I don't know if that makes any sense. Seems like it does. Seems like it does. So, uh, so you guys that want to pull the race card or, uh, or, or say any of that stuff, Hey, get over it. Come with Trump and live. Okay. And by the end of the week, we learned there's even more going on. Here's Fox Catherine Herridge reporting on Artan, where he was on Thanksgiving in Washington, D.C. Abdul
0: Razak Ali Artan traveled to the Washington area late last week before the shooting, and this is now a central focus of the FBI investigation that's looking at the motivation for Monday's attack. The source said Artan arrived late on November 24th, Thanksgiving Day, and then left on the 25th with a trip short duration suggesting it was, quote, purposeful. FBI agents are now seeking the necessary authorities from the court to get records from his phone service provider that will help nail down where he went in D.C. and whether he contacted anyone.
1: Knowing uh, knowing Barack Hussein Obama, uh, Artan was probably a, an invited guest to the White House. They probably had a special dinner for him and had him show, uh, show Obama and the White House staff his new clock he made. So, uh, while we're talking about the new the new uh, people that are going to be in the White House. Well, while we're talking about the old people, let's talk about the new people. Meanwhile, President-elect Trump appointed another eight cabinet members in the past week, bringing the count of cabinet members so far to 15. And by the way, that includes five women, one African-American and three Asian-Americans. So the media can stop complaining that he's only choosing white men. How come nobody said anything about Obama's name? he's only choosing Muslims and his friends. I want to talk, but I want to talk about Two cabinet members in particular. First, we'll go ahead and go over the Secretary of State pick. Supposedly, there are four people still in the running. And we talked about this in the last couple weeks. Rudy Giuliani, Senator Bob Corker, General David Petraeus, and Mitt Romney. Romney has been viewed as the most controversial choice because of his criticisms of Trump during the primary. And yet, Trump took him to dinner Tuesday night for another meeting, which is strange because his advisors were saying about Romney on Sunday shows. Here's Kellyanne Conway.
0: People feel betrayed to think that Governor Romney, who went out of his way to question the character and the intellect and the integrity of Donald Trump, now our president-elect, would be given the most uh, significant cabinet post of all, Secretary of State. But I'm reflecting what the grassroots are saying. Right. They, feel, you know, they feel a bit betrayed to think that you can get a Romney back in there after everything he did. We don't even know if he voted for, for Donald Trump. He and his consultants were nothing but awful to Donald Trump for a year.
1: Let me remind you a little bit about what Romney said a few months back.
3: Donald Trump is a phony, a fraud. His promises are as worthless as a degree from Trump University. This is a time for choosing. He has neither the temperament nor the judgment to be president. His personal qualities would mean that America would cease to be a shining city on a hill.
1: Yeah, I think you're. Uh, I think you need to not be on the shining city on the hill, uh, Romney, because you're a turncoat. You weren't. You know what? I'd be different if you were running, running against him, and you said some bad things, and we could forgive you for that. But you weren't. You had to just interject your, uh, your, your dribble. And now, to, and uh, Newt Gingrich is even more opposed to him.
2: I think there is nothing Mitt Romney can say that doesn't sound phony and, frankly, pathetic. Speaking for most of the Trump supporters, um, while we will support President-elect Trump in whatever he does, I think we'd be enormously disappointed if he brought Mitt Romney in any position of authority.
1: I agree. I agree completely. So let's talk about, let's get on with that for a little while, and uh, let's talk about the Secretary of the Treasury. Trump chose Steve Munchin, which uh, apparently Steve Munchin's parents are uh, dyslexic because they spelled it M-N-U-C-H-I-N, but uh, a former, or at least, uh, or he's that was kind of a joke anyway former goal he's a former goldman sachs executive and a hedge fund man, uh, manager uh he's invested in some hollywood movies including avatar mad max fury road suicide squad he also tr- uh served as trump's presidential campaign finance chairman but here's why i like steve munchin his first order of business will be getting rid of dodd frank
4: the number one problem with dodd frank is it's way too complicated And it cuts back lending. So we want to strip back parts of Dodd Frank that prevent banks from lending, and that'll be the the number one priority on the regulatory side.
1: And on top of that, on top of that, uh, and most of you don't even understand the impact of Dodd Frank. But if you've refinanced your house or if you've bought a house and you said to yourself, "Man, this is sure a lot of paperwork," man. How come I keep getting told I have to go back on and e-sign something? How come I keep getting so many copies of these disclosures? How come this? How come that? It's that some of these things—they're asking for stuff that just doesn't make sense. That's because Dodd-Frank and the and the overreach—the overreach that was done to try and uh, uh, pull back. To try and solve the problems that were caused by the mortgage industry and the lending industry in Wall Street because we have to rein them in. You know what? All we had to do was turn off the stuff that the government forced them to do, and Wall Street ran with it. Um it's just it's a it's an amazing. I'm I for one am very excited about that. On top of that, he added someone to his uh, transition team, a lady named Sean Krause, who's head of government advocacy for quicken loans, and apparently uh which, which I like having someone who's not only part of the financial industry But part of the mortgage industry Because there's some specific things to the mortgage industry that's, That just makes life difficult Very difficult And uh, with that um, I'm, I'm, really, I'm excited about where Trump's going with his transition team uh, But I'm out of time for part one of the main event Stay tuned for part two. Part two is going to be very, very exciting. The best part of the Trump transition so far and making America great. I
5: learned the path to heaven is full of sinners and believers. Learned that happiness on ain't just for high achievers. I've, heard, I've come to know there's life in both ends. That red dirt road.
2: Not for fame or fortune do they strive. But the fruits of their labor are worth more than their pay. And it's time a few of them were recognized. Hello, Detroit auto worker. Let me thank you for your time. You
1: work a 40-hour week for a living. Just to send it on down the line. And welcome back to part two of the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender. And as you can guess, we're gonna talk about jobs in this country by my opening uh, that opening uh, song there from Alabama. You know what uh before before we get into this, I don't do much talking about mortgage mortgage or uh, mortgage or real estate. I don't talk much about it on the radio cuz boring, but if uh, but if you want to do business with someone that thinks like you and if listening to me tells you that I think like you, you need some real estate finance 855-640-2020, 855-640-2020 or go to wccloans.com. So let's talk about the jobs. Let's talk about making America great and let's talk about what our president elected in the in the what is it, three and a half weeks since he got uh, elected? Let's talk about how long has he been the president. He's not even the president yet. He's done more for this country than Obama did in eight years. So president-elect has managed to save 1,100 jobs by keeping the heating and air conditioning company carrier in the United States. So let's let's walk, walk through a timeline. Okay, in February of 2016, the Indiana-based uh, company announced that they plan to move operations to Mexico. Let's play a little clip
3: and protect the business for long term is to move production from our facility in Indianapolis to Monterey, Mexico.
1: (laughs) Needless to say, they weren't happy about that. When Trump campaigned in Indiana in April, April 2016, he sent a message to Carrier that would be major consequences for companies leaving the United States.
2: Carrier. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to leave Indiana. You're going to leave Indianapolis. I wish you a lot of luck in Mexico. Enjoy the heat. Enjoy the heat. And I hope you build a really beautiful factory. But here's what's going to happen. Every single air conditioning unit that you make, we will be charging you a 35% tax. Every single unit.
1: So this week... Uh, Megan Kelly had, had on her show uh, Paul Rowell and TJ Bray, two guys that have uh, 30 years combined uh, in uh, working for uh, Carrier in Indiana. Megan Kelly uh, talked to them.
0: What was that moment like for you? Um, it was just shocking. I
3: couldn't believe they were going to leave when we had been so profitable for them. Uh, I just went numb. I couldn't, just didn't know how to react to it.
1: Then, then, you know, this is real life, folks. This is real life. This is how these people reacted. Hey, they're standing there all of a sudden. Out of the blue, they get told their jobs are being moved to Mexico. Here she asked the same thing to TJ
0: Bray. So this has real life consequences for you. Were you concerned about being able to find another job?
3: Yes, I was, uh, especially another job that pays what carrier pays. And I was worried that taking a pay mm-hmm. cut by getting another job would mean I would have to sell my home to get a home somewhere else. Uh, that I could afford with my lower income by changing jobs.
0: How about you, T.J.? When you heard the news, uh, what was your reaction that that they were going to move your job to Mexico?
5: I was completely devastated. Um, you know, this was my only adult job I've ever had. I've had this job since I was 18, so um, to have this ripped away from me and with uh, no warning or no. Red signs uh, red flags that anything was going on with this company that would tell us that there was any problems with this company. Um, it, I was absolutely disgusted uh, by the announcement and the way we were told the announcement and told to shut up when we were uh, you know made a loud noise about the fact that we were told we were losing our jobs so um, it, it was heartbreaking mm-hmm. to see what was going on w- with myself and my and my coworkers that I cared about
1: so now closed door negotiations between carrier. And Vice President Elect Pence, who is the Governor of Indiana, so the so Carrier is part of United Technologies. They are in Indiana. Uh, Vice President Elect Pence, uh, who's the Governor, had a deal with with the Indiana officials. Had led led an agreement with. Uh, to give incentives to Carrier to stay in the United States. Those incentives include $7 million worth of tax breaks over the next 10 years, provided the company invests $16 million necessary to keep its operation in Indiana. So let's see. We're going to save $7 million over 10 years, but we have to invest $16 million to keep it here. That in and of itself doesn't, doesn't, I don't think, make that big of a deal, but that's the deal that, that was made by Governor Pence now Vice President-elect Pence. So that's, that's $700,000 a year, so divide that into uh, 1,100 employees, that's about, uh, I don't know, $6,000 $6, a year per. Trump and Pence went over to Carrier Plant on Thursday to meet the people whose jobs they saved. Here's, Trump's descri- Here's Trump describing how he was inspired to get this done before taking office. It happened one week ago when he saw Carrier Worker on the news.
2: And they had a gentleman, worker, great guy, handsome guy. He was on. And it was like he didn't even know they were leaving. He said something to the effect, no, we're not leaving because Donald Trump promised us that we're not leaving. Guy, he said, I've been with Donald Trump from the beginning. And he made the statement that Kerry is not going anywhere. They're not leaving. So now, because of him, whoever that guy was, is he in the room by any chance? That's your son. Stand up. You did a good job. You did
1: a great job, right? Then he explained how the negotiations took place over Thanksgiving.
2: Greg Hayes. I heard of him, but I never met him. And he picked up the phone. Mr. President-elect, sir, how are you? It's wonderful to win. You know, the... But I called Greg and I said, uh, it's really important. We have to do something because you have a lot of people leaving. And you have to understand, we can't allow this to happen anymore with our country. So many jobs are leaving and going to other countries, not just Mexico, many, many countries.
1: So then so next he explained, uh, he explained the result and delivered a message to other companies that are thinking about leaving the United States.
2: United Technologies and Carrier stepped it up. And now they're keeping, actually, the number is over 1,100 people, which is so great. You watch how fast you're going to make it up because so many people are going to be buying Carrier air conditioners. So I just want to let all of the other companies know that we're going to do great things for business. There's no reason for them to leave anymore because your taxes are going to be at the very, very low end. And your unnecessary regulations are going to be got.
1: Then let, then let's go back to, uh, to Megan's, uh, two guests, uh, Paul and TJ here first, first she asked, first she asked TJ, was he originally a TJ, uh, a, was he originally a Trump supporter?
5: I was not a, a, a huge Trump supporter. Um, you know, I, I didn't really know how to take, uh, Mr. Trump, uh, um, uh, but, uh, I'm glad that he actually lived up to a promise and stuck with it. And, uh, and, uh, I'll gladly, uh, throw some support to him and if I get a chance to shake his hand tomorrow to uh mm-hmm. to thank him for, for saving my job I'll, I'll gladly do that
1: then she asked Paul and TJ how they felt when they found out that they were keeping their
0: jobs when you heard the news yesterday that your job that you'd keep your job how did that feel Paul
2: uh I was just ecstatic uh
3: was just shocked I couldn't believe it uh seen it on Facebook and how about
0: you TJ I thought
5: uh, uh, same thing as Paul said. I was shocked uh, and still am to, to this day. I, I mean, I'm still in shock and, and it, still, it still seems surreal. I mean, this is unprecedented. Uh, and I, I'm glad. That it seems like I'm a part of history uh, that's being made right now with uh, a president uh, being able to put his foot down and being able to save uh, some American jobs. It breaks his heart seeing foreign
2: cars filled with fuel. It is an eye.
1: that used to be so great made in America. And now we got carrier air conditioners made in America. They're not going anywhere. And I have never been prouder, never been prouder. And I know that uh, I can, I can vouch for uh, uh, both my wife and I watching this unfold. Made your, made the hair stand up on your arms and your eyes get all watery. And it's just, just to see this happening and Trump hasn't even taken office yet because we put a guy in, in office. He's not even in office yet. But we put a guy in the in the in the power of the presidency that understands how America works. I'm pretty excited. But then Megan Kelly has on this guy, Austin Goolsby, who's one of these guys that comes on and, and talks about what why we shouldn't worry about the the bad things that we're hearing from Hillary. But now after the thing, we got to talk to him about about this. And here's, uh, here's Austin Goolsbee's reaction to this.
3: What I want to observe is that this is not what Donald Trump promised to do. Donald Trump said he was going to go negotiate with Carrier. He was going to threaten them and get them to keep the jobs here. What happened here was not a negotiation. They paid them to stay there. And what I would like to know is how much did they pay them to keep those 1,000 well, jobs there?
1: So uh, that's, not, that's not he paid them. He gave them a tax incentive. It wasn't a bailout. They gave him a tax incentive. You know, why are companies leaving, leaving the United States? Obama's got to be watching this and going, I think I just want to slip out the back door. Before Christmas, you know what 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 why are these companies leaving to begin with because it's too expensive to build here? Is there a reason that carrier would rather hire Mexican people than American people? Is there a reason they'd rather build in 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 their have their factories in Mexico rather than in America? No, other than it, costs too much here. make the make the environment more business friendly. Let's play the second part of that.
3: My point is that's a payment. And if Hillary Clinton did exactly that, if she went and got the state to give them $700,000 a year for however many years it was to save 1,000 jobs, you know perfectly well that Donald Trump would have accused her of crony capitalism.
1: I don't think so. You know, the problem is that if Hillary would have done that, Hillary wouldn't do that. She wants to increase taxes. She thinks the only way that you, you pay the, pay the extra bills is to increase taxes because trickle down economics has failed miserably, horribly, for many times. You can't expect that corporations create jobs. She's an idiot, okay? She wants to increase taxes. And let me let me give you some let me give you some uh, some numbers. Well, you know what? Let's uh let's play the let's play the third part of Austin
0: and well, now President he's delivering the out the promise. auto industry and the republicans did not like that at all.
1: Well, there was uh there was Megan kelly uh saying how the how we bailed out the auto industry. But the problem is is that was a bailout. That wasn't a that wasn't that we weren't giving him tax incentives. We actually they went into bankruptcy GM and Chrysler and Obama stepped in to get involved in the bankruptcy and made sure that all the stockholders and the creditors got screwed out of their money and then he gave Fifty-five percent of control of those auto workers to the United Auto, uh, control of the of the auto industry to the United Auto Workers, the same people that drove up costs so high that uh, the American auto automakers couldn't make a profit the way that the Japanese automakers do. Let's play the last part.
3: If it's a great deal, reveal the numbers. Go That's ahead. my I point. That be- the, the one of the oldest lessons of accounting is nobody hides numbers that are favorable. The fact that they will not tell you what is in the deal suggests that maybe the deal was not as favorable.
1: Yeah. Well, let's see. Let's do let's do some numbers, folks. Okay. Let's just talk about this. So they gave up seven hundred thousand dollars a year. Seven hundred thousand dollars a year in state taxes. That has nothing to do with federal taxes, those are state taxes. What's how does the numbers work? Well the state gave them seven hundred thousand. Well, if they've got eleven hundred employees, and let's say the average, because some of them are gonna make more, you heard you heard uh Paul Roll say that, that uh hey I'm gonna have a hard time getting a job that pays as well as carrier because probably a union job. So let's say he makes 50 grand a year. Let's say it's an average because he probably makes 75 or 80 grand if he's been there uh, 15, 17 years. So let's say, but let's say the average of those 1100 is $50,000 a year. State tax, the state tax rate in Indiana is 3.3%. Just for, uh, if you make over 250 in California, it's 13.3. Okay, so it's uh, 3.3%. That's $1.815 million in state taxes. So let's see. We're going to get zero, or we can convince them to stay, and we get $1.815 700000 So that's $1.115 million in state revenue for making a company that's already here stay. Okay? In addition... In addition, the federal uh the federal if the if the uh if the the if you've got 1100 workers making $50,000 a year, they just infuse $55 million a year into that community. I don't remember what city it is in Indiana, but that one city and the communities around it wherever the people commute to, you think about, "Hey, I've got a I've got a, my office in Moreno Valley and I've got people that that uh drive from temecula covina corona um you know no one's no one's more than 30 or 40 miles away that goes to our office cuz we got other offices as well but that's 55 million dollars a year that goes into that how many houses does that support how many new cars does that support how many new uh how many new TVs does that support how many restaurants does that keep open and the federal government of course is going to drop their their corporate tax rate for everybody which you know that you know that let's see we're say the for carrier we're spending 16 million but we're saving 700,000 or 7 million over 10 years somehow they're, they're, they're still in the red except for they're going to we're going to cut the uh, the federal corporate tax rate down 20% and i don't know how much how much uh, carrier makes in profit but apparently, this deal is going to save them six hundred twenty-five million dollars. So that's a whole bunch of money over the next ten years. So six hundred twenty-five million. I guess it makes sense to invest sixteen to make six hundred twenty-five and keep the jobs here and keep our country alive. Okay, let me give you. Let me give you an idea. A guy was looking at my Corvette the other day, and I said, "I wonder how." And he said, "I wonder how many people could have been fed for the money you spent on that sports car." And I said, "I said I'm not sure." But it fed a lot of, a lot of families in the, in the city of Bowling Green, Kentucky, who built it. Fed people who made the tires. Fed people who made the components that went into it. It fed people in the copper mine who mined the copper for the wires. It fed people in Decatur, Illinois, at Caterpillar, who made the trucks that haul the copper ore. It fed trucking people who hauled it from the plant to the dealer. And it fed the people working at the dealership and their families. But I have to admit, I guess I really don't know how many people it fed. Wake up, folks. This is how this is how uh capitalism works. This is how this is how America works. So, anyway, this is the greatest thing ever. I'm I'm excited and if you hear uh hear the the uh the the uh, clip from Josh Ernest, here's what he said in response to to uh Trump's uh Trump's Miraculous. Well, I don't say it's miraculous. His common sense way of putting America back to work.
3: If uh, President Trump is fortunate enough to uh, serve Indiana, just a little rough math would indicate that uh, if uh, President Trump is fortunate enough to uh, serve uh, uh, two terms in office for uh, eight years, um, he's probably going to have to average about two of these announcements a week, every week of, uh, of his eight year presidency in order to uh, meet the same standard. Uh, so bars high.
1: Yeah, to meet the, he has to do this uh, two times a week for eight years to meet the standard of Obama. What did Obama do? What jobs did he create? I know that he borrowed $10 trillion and employed some government people and he gave some money away. And, uh, and I don't know that he actually had any hand in any of that. Here's uh, two more employees from uh, Carrier and how they felt about the whole thing.
5: I would like to tell him thank you for uh, going out of your way and taking your uh, holiday uh, away from your family and uh, working on the Carrier and Employees deal and uh, sticking to your word and going to bat for all of us at Carrier and, and keeping our jobs here. And I'd like to thank him and Mike Pence for doing it so quickly.
4: I would say just thank you uh, for doing what you said you were going to do. Because when it comes to president presidential candidates, you know sometimes, if not all the time, a lot of times they don't do what they promise they're going to do.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of times they don't do what they say they're going to do. I think uh, they never say what they're going to do, and I think uh, I think Donald Trump is going to show us all show us all mm-hmm. something that he understands how to press the execute button. I see people in in my business and all businesses. Hey, you know they do a lot of thinking. They do a lot of getting ready to get ready to get ready. And you know somehow they somehow they never can press that execute button. I've talked about this guy that I went to the real estate and wealth expo, uh, where, and where actually Donald Trump was uh, was selling. Part of, part of it was uh, introducing some of his Trump university, which was just a book and tape thing. It's not even a university. It's a book and tape, uh, club kind of thing. And, uh, and I sat next to a guy who, who said, man, I've been to like 40 of these things and he's taking notes and he's got all this stuff. And I go, uh, how many, and at that time, Don and I had, had purchased and flipped about, uh, 48, 50 properties and we'd bought and rented, rented out, uh, 18 of them. And then we just flipped, uh, had just done a 1031 exchange of 15 of those into a commercial property and we're ready to get started on buying again at the next market cycle. And I go, how many properties you got so far? He goes, uh, none yet, but I'm getting ready. So, uh, needless to say, needless to say, everything works if you work it. The only thing that doesn't work is people. So then uh, Thursday night, Trump went on his, uh, Trump and Pence went on their, on their uh, thank you tour to Ohio. And uh, he held a second stop after he stopped at Carrier on Thursday night. Here's some of the highlights where Trump repeated his promise to put America first.
2: You hear a lot of talk about how we're becoming a globalized world. But the relationships people value in this country are local, family, city, state, country, they're local. We'll compete in the world, we want to compete in the world, but we're going to compete in the world where it's a two-way road, not a one-way road. The advantages are going to come back to our country. There's no global anthem, no global currency, no certificate of global citizenship. We pledge allegiance to one flag, and that flag is the American flag. From now on, it's going to be America first, okay? America first. We're gonna put ourselves first.
1: I'm all out of time this week for this episode of the main event. Stay tuned. We've got four more weeks to finish up my ninth year here on the radio with you. So thanks for listening. My name is Ed Hoffman, and I'll be back again with you next week.
3: Content in this program is not intended to be legal advice. The views expressed are those of Ed Hoffman and his invited guests and do not necessarily reflect the views or policies of Wholesale Capital Corporation. WCC is licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate, broker license number zero one one four seven seven four seven, and California Finance Lenders License number 603-K610. Also licensed in Arizona by the Arizona Department of Financial Institutions, MB number 096199.
4: Hey, Larry Elder here. Now, if you're a homeowner thinking about refinancing or you'd like to be a homeowner and aren't sure where to start, call my friend Ed Hoffman at Wholesale Capital Corporation. Rates are great right now, and from what Ed tells me, there are a lot of great opportunities out there in real estate. You need a lender you can count on, and I can vouch for Ed. He'll deal with you straight and advise you like you're part of the family. Just give Ed a call at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I know Ed. He's a good guy. He'll talk to you like a friend and won't make you feel like you've just walked into a shark tank. Now is the time to buy or refinance. Give my friend Ed Hoffman a call at Wholesale Capital Corporation. Again, 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or visit him online, wccloans.com. 855-640-2020.